This is the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Bro, if you think it's out here, <laughs> try going to Phoenix, uh, which I never, yeah, I never had a desire to live in Phoenix. I know there was like a big, it felt like there was like an exodus to Phoenix. To dry heat. Oh, yeah. I think Phoenix had its phase. Like, yeah. yeah like, definitely. and then like 90s, early 2000s, I, had a I buddy, feel like everybody went out there. I had a buddy, I won't say his name, uh, Dickie, who went out purely just to bang hot chicks. The only reason like he literally barked, temperature hot. He literally, yes, the chicks were like melty, <laughs> to outside like, temperature hot, gooey like putty. That's the only reason he lived there, and I'm <laughs> so jealous. Ah. Uh, the heat wave in Phoenix has not let up. Yesterday, they recorded their 25th straight day of temperatures hitting at least 110. <laughs> it's so crazy. That is, your skin feels like it's burning. According to the Weather Channel, that streak is expected to end with a squirrel knuckles cool down. To 101 degrees early next week, but then it goes right back up to 108. Wow. It is so hot in Arizona that doctors are seeing a spike of patients who were burned just by falling onto the ground. They were falling on the ground? They fell and were burnt from the hot ground. Just literally touching the pavement, they got burned? Burn centers are becoming maxed out. Oh, my goodness. About one-third of the patients are people who fell on the ground. Wow. Uh, and they're like in ICU after falling outside. Now, just a quick math here, kids. Gather around. On a hot day, asphalt can be 40 to 60 degrees hotter than the air. Yeah. This is a good thing to keep in mind here, too, about walking your dogs and whatnot. But anyway, there have been multiple days when the air temps were about 120. So that puts the asphalt at 180. We need to put AstroTurf on all the sidewalks. Ban asphalt. Ban asphalt. Also in we Arizona. we got to go back to dirt like old Deadwood in 1888. Yep, this place <laughs> needs more dirt. Uh, in Arizona, an elementary school librarian, Notorious Liars, claims his shoes melted as he was doing cross- crosswalk duties. <laughs> he was helping kids cross the street after school for about 30 minutes, and his dang feet, his shoes melted. Give me PC2. Oh. Here he is talking about his shoes melting. I was crossing the students, crossing the parents, and all of a sudden when I was done... I turn around, I'm sweating, I'm tired, I want to come in back to the library where it's nice and air-conditioned, and as I'm walking back, I trip because this part of the shoe was like this. It looked like this. Dude, yeah. We were in, uh, <clears throat> I don't want to sound like a weenie head, uh, but we were in uh, Florida last year when we were playing volleyball. I had to put my socks on. The sand was like giving me blisters. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. It was almost 100. Uh, yeah, totally. Very, very hot. So uh, the tourism board in Arizona is kind of panicking. They don't know what to do. Uh, but they released this. Forget Hawaii or Italy. This summer's hottest vacation destination is Phoenix. Championship golf minus water hazards because the ponds dried up. Phoenix. Kids can make asphalt <laughs> castles from the ooze that once was paved road. Save money on suntan lotion since the flesh Ah! boils right off your body. Phoenix. Hike 
snakes without rattlesnakes, mountain lions, or buzzards. Because it's so hot, even they were like, Screw this, I'm going to Albuquerque. Phoenix. Brought to you by the Phoenix Tourism Bureau. Or at least where it stood until the building burst into flames. Phoenix. Think about those uh, animals crossing roads. Right. Their little pads on their feet. I know. See, this is the beginning, I think, of how the dinosaurs disappeared about five million years ago. Well, and then everything, so... the, the sidewalk started melting, and then the dinosaurs all melted. That's how it happened. The dinosaurs melted? Yeah, yeah. They just got gooey, melt, turned into oil. Yeah. <laughs> Time and pressure. I hope my, uh, the, the rubber on my wheels, bike wheels, uh, don't melt. That would be interesting. <laughs> Well, uh, let's keep it going to a buoy off South Florida recorded ocean temperature surpassing 100 degrees Fahrenheit, making another milestone in the impacts of the fake climate crisis. A buoy in Manatee Bay, an area between South Florida and Key Largo. The Beach Boys song in my head. Baby, why don't we go? To Coco, Mo, <laughs> Aruba, Jamaica. Oh, I want to... Anyway, I registered triple-digit temps over a roughly three-hour time span on Monday night. Um, so, peaked at 101.1. Uh, the temperature would have made the water as hot as a damn hot tub. Okay. That's amazing. Okay. That's amazing. N- nothing to see I keep here. my hot tub. No, I'm serious. I keep my hot tub at 101 degrees. The ocean is 101. Wait till, uh, oh, that's going to do great things for hurricanes. So it's probably going to be a world record. They're waiting to re-verify and confirm it as they do. Wait till uh, that hurricane rounds Key West, turns a corner, and hits that 100-degree water. (laughs) You can kiss Pensacola goodbye. My God. What the hell is that? That is so hot. I didn't even know that was possible. Not good. Have we been, how long have we been trending towards 100? Um, I can't remember. They said it was like the, a world record, but I can't, I don't know the I, years. I know the coral bleaches out when it gets, yeah. you know, hot. I, so, yeah, the unprecedented temperatures hitting the waters off Florida's coast could be detrimental. Just a few days ago, researchers discovered that a coral reef restoration site off South Florida, Florida had 100% coral mortality. When the ocean gets too warm, it causes the algae residing in coral tissues to be expelled, turning coral white. Yeah, right. It leaves coral more vulnerable to disease and death. A loss of coral reefs also means a loss of marine life. Do we know how the food chain work? Do we know how ecosystems work? Anybody paying attention out there? Mm. Anyway. It seems, seems like we're in the safest place in the country. Yeah, until everybody moves here. <laughs> then we're going to have a whole new set of problems. All, I, uh, all I'm all i thinking of when you say that is, my God, there's not enough spotted cow for us now. How are we going to do it when everybody from Florida no moves kidding. here? Well, why do you think I'm going to be stockpiling it? Deb, you're going to have to open three more breweries, three more facilities. Um. <laughs> so then I was reading yesterday, too, about the jet stream. Yeah. Um, where the jet stream is currently and how it affects the weather. The jet stream looks chaotic, and uh, the polar vortex and polar jet stream are facing an earth-changing upset. So we're uh, we're killing it, literally. Literally. Feels a little Mad Maxi, doesn't it? It's fine. That's why I've been drinking almond milk. 
to feel a little Mad Max. Just, just accelerate the end. Feel a little Fury Road coming on there a little bit. Yeah, it's fine, but just remember, Hold I don't want to even, once we turn the corner and we're in a summer without power and air conditioning, just shoot. Oh, little a Morton Joe is going to have to turn the water on so we can fill our buckets and wash our cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. All right, well. But it's a dry heat. What's it doing to the fish? <laughs> it can't be good. I mean, is that why whales are beaching themselves? Everything's getting too hot or what? They want to get out of the water, but they... But that doesn't work? Right, but then they're like, oh, no. What's boiling point again? 212. All right, we're halfway home. Yeah, 52 whales died after a mass stranding in Western uh, Australia. I can't wait till I have have nice, warm tap water coming out of my... Uh, Dozens of others they're trying to save. You know, we may not even have to boil seafood when it comes out. We just jump right in a pan and we can eat it. But, you know... Why does it happen? Things are broiling to death. Okay, yeah, that's. Scientists are baffled by the behavior of pilot whales before the stranding, and they had a huddling. Look, yeah, that, did you see that? I wish we could figure that out. I know. It's yeah, they sad. do it. They do it together, don't they? Yeah, it's like Heaven's Gate. It's like the worst thing. It's Heaven's Gate. It's just, <laughs> it's just the worst thing. I hate it. And I and I probably don't want to know why they're doing it because I'll just get pissed off. I know. It's probably Walt Disney's fault. <laughs> I will blame Walt Disney for this. People, relax. What a complete waste. We are killing it online. Have you guys checked the comments? Of cyberspace. <laughs> Smoke that skin wagon says you guys are killing it. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. We're internet sensations. Johnny and D. Nowhere but JJO. Uh, where's my song? I'm. I can't find a boob song. Wow. I don't know where my booby song went. Wow. I know. Trust me. No one's more upset than I am. So I need to get a hot take or two on this topic. Three, two, one, zero, dolly, four, one. Hey, opening up the phone lines. Operators are standing by. Okay. So uh, tell me what you think of this. Uh, breastfeeding. We're all for it, right? Gen- oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, we're 100%. We're, you you we're should see how I can latch. 100% on the breastfeeding. Go crazy. Lock it up. Squirt me. Squirt me in the eye. Go ahead. I love it. Mother in Georgia is upset and appalled. <laughs> oh. After water park told her to stop breastfeeding in the lazy river. <laughs> Look at that bitch. <laughs> That is a multi-talented bitch. Hot damn. Good for her. Uh, I've never in my years of being a breastfeeding mother had one single negative comment made to me about breastfeeding because my tits are awesome. <laughs> Look at these. Look at these things. They're huge. But today was a different day, said Tiffany Francis, a mother of two. Uh, Francis explained she had gone to Rigby's Water World, an aquatic park in Warner Robins with her 11-month-old son, Landon. Before Landon's nap, they entered the lazy river, and Francis nursed while they floated down the river in an inner tube. Why not, dude? <laughs> Why not? The image is amazing. I know it's. I if I would have been there, I would have been it's, slow clapping. It's like I'm. Uh, it's like the <laughs> it's like the strip club came to the water park. I dig it. I love it. She said he likes motion to sleep he sleeps well in the car so i thought he'd sleep in the lazy river and he latched on 
According to Francis, a lifeguard approached her and said, ma'am, you cannot breastfeed. Put the away. You cannot breastfeed in the damn lazy river. Right. I kind of laughed because I thought he was making a joke. Then he got on the radio and had a lady come and tell me I wasn't allowed. I was trying to pull the baby off, but when the baby is latched, he's latched. Ooh, that's like me at home. It really is. Dude, you need jaws of life to get me off that titty. Jesus Christ. Francis said the second employee reiterated uh, the breastfeeding rules, so she exited the water. Well, I would, I'm assuming it's because of bodily fluid. Uh, of course, there was nothing stating anything about children except that babies needed to wear swimmy diapers, which he was. Francis said she has to speak to a manager, said no food or drink in the water. Mm, uh, right. Imagine all the bodily fluids being excreted into the water, but they're worried about breast milk. Well, yeah, I... But really, it wasn't even about him eating in the water. It was about it making other guests uncomfortable. I think it was about fluids. I'm just so upset and appalled. Wanted to give a heads up to all the other moms out there of how breastfeeding mothers are treated at Rigby's Water World. Yeah, well, that's what you get for going to a water park. Francis wrote that she asked Rigby's for a refund of $92.99 season pass, which she was denied. She said she left the facility that day in tears. Hello. Francis cited Georgia law, which allows a mother to breastfeed her baby in any location. Right, but if there's no food or drink in the lazy river. Right. She's being kind of a... She's being kind of... Right. Francis told uh, Today.com she often breastfeeds at Rigby's. Uh, she did it earlier that day in another pool, and no one batted an eye. I was wearing oh, a one-piece. And my son's head covered more than my breast. Sure, I get it. But if that kid... If he spits up, yeah, that's you ain't got nothing on you besides a swimsuit. Yeah, that's kind of and the spit ups going into the yeah, water. It's kind of like trying to eat a taco in a lazy river. Where is this at? Getting it or a Georgia? Of course. The mom added the park was packed with people that day, leaving little option for her to breastfeed elsewhere, which is crap. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. Uh, France said Stephen Brown, vice president, called two la- days later to apologize. Uh, Brown tells today that Rigby's revised its breastfeeding policy, adding Good. the staff has been re-educated. We nice. had a policy in place that didn't allow breastfeeding in the river. That was in line with the health department. Now, she wanted, uh, uh, they wanted to give her a refund. Here, let me find this part. And then she was like, no, I don't want it That's anymore. exactly right. That's she exactly right. She sounds like right. a real bitch. Yeah, she's kind of like being unreasonable about the whole thing we were uh the the park said we were under the impression it was a health code violation it was a misunderstanding we misinterpreted the law and uh brown confirms that francis will not receive a refund brown the the guy from the water park in this case we didn't tell francis she couldn't come back we actually said you can come back and breastfeed in the lazy river so guess what she said i don't want to exactly Right. She said... uh, She's never going to be happy. I don't know what they expected for me to lay down while they broke the law, especially for something that moms are ashamed for all the time. I don't. I don't... I don't want to come back. I hate her already. I know. I kind of... It kind of ruined it for me. Like, I... And I'm all for breastfeeding everywhere. She's not even being reasonable about it. But... But the fact that that... I already hate the Lazy River because there always be Band-Aids in there. Oh, dude. It's like the and, uh, Lazy Band-Aid River. Freaking little spermies flying around. Who's jerking off in the river? Nobody is. But it's leftover uh, sex stuff from the night before in the hotel. Dads don't take a shower. But then he jump in the Lazy River. <laughs> yep. What is wrong with you? That's the grossest. Yeah, it's true. Anyway. Imagine the fecal... And the little uh, I do. That's why. And, and the little crusties that are floating around in there because because no. Dad didn't wipe mm-hmm. off. <laughs> you have some on your arm. I can see it. 
You got a little, you got a little sperm blob on your elbow there. Oh, my happy place. <laughs> uh, the whole spit up thing is what gets me. I because then whatever, and if that baby spits up or whatever, yeah. I don't want the puke I, smell I, on my inner tube. I think there's. Uh, I'm all for breastfeeding. I mean, I don't totally. know why. I still don't know why that's a big thing for people. But there in there kind of a time, the time not to do it. Right. Well, is in the lazy river. Yeah. Because uh, I would think about the, your kid's health more than I would about other people. What if that kid chokes on some or takes in some some water with some junk, bad junk in it? I don't know. It seems like a. It seems like I wouldn't breastfeed my kid in the lazy river. It seems unhealthy for the baby, I guess is what I'm yeah. saying. But then you don't have to be a C-word about it. They explain themselves very well. She seems to be being a C-word. She does. She does. And attention-seeking. Mm-hmm. Which, I, which I never say about breastfeeding women. I never say it. I know, but she's... Because it's your right. It's great. Totally. Nothing wrong with it. I could not care less unless you're in the lazy river doing it. Or, I don't know, like... The the inability to clean up a mess in the lazy river and in a pool <laughs> is what really gets me about this. Right. And, like, I don't understand. But the, if there's a place to breastfeed elsewhere in the park. Yeah. you know, Which you've already done. Why are you, you going to make a big deal? Right. And then they're like, okay, we revised our whole policy because no, you not won't good shut enough. your stupid mouth. Right. Not good enough. And you can come back. And she's like, I don't want to now. I don't want to now. Well, now we're kicking you out. Right. Now we're pulling your pants. You're not right. coming back. Totally. What do you think? Lazy River and boobs. What do you think? Caddyshack. Possibly a fecal remnant. Yeah. There it is. Yep. It's no big deal. <laughs> Clear the pool. I want this pool sanitized. Clean. Uh, mm. It's a baby Ruth. Billy. It's a baby Ruth. Hello? Thanks, man. Dude. Yes? My lovely daughter, six months ago, just spit out two of them. And I tell you what, every time they eat, they do spit up. Right. Yeah. See, now you say, I'd like to see that floating by when you're in the no. lazy river. The, 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 the uh, odds of an accident or an accidental upchuck seem good in the lazy river. And you know what? I wouldn't even want a, a – I don't think I'd want that in the pool. No. Right. Anywhere. Anywhere. I think it's the new meaning that lazy river. She's lazy. I, I don't want one hundred percent. I don't want to see people eating in the pool. No, my God, <laughs> that's for everybody. Is, I'm with the like. I'm actually with the park on this, but they were pretty cool about it. They were being nice. People out there are. It's complete insanity. You think you think a mom. Uh, you know, being a little more. Uh, paranoid about germs or bad things floating uh, fecal like i said you'd think a mom would be a little more paranoid about that i don't know especially I think, with a newborn sure sounds like it's all about her uh yeah she definitely made it about her yeah which i hate she's kind of she i feel like she's ruining it for other people so, well yeah that's what Could you imagine does. a lazy river full of like breastfeeding women <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> Yes. Yes, I can. <laughs> hey, honey. Honey, take a picture. I'm going to pose with a couple of these chicks with their boobs out. Uh, oh, and I'm back there going, yeah! It's either none or all of them. All right? <laughs>
I want you guys to totally shut the river down only for breastfeeding mothers. I'm sorry, but that's the way it has to be. Yeah. I mean, uh, there. You, look, look, Karen. You gotta have a little class. You gotta, you gotta go along. We're all part of a society here, and for it to function on any sort of kind of normal, okay yes. level, yes, we need to at least do the bare minimum of considering I, the folks around us. I say yucky, but I say yucky for the baby. I say yucky because I know they throw up. Yeah, there you go. And there's, it's a smell. My baby, you you get that. My baby is the most important, precious baby on earth, and I would breastfeed him now. And you look at the baby, and it's got a giant cone head. Dude, she's like going down Cowabunga on that spinning tube, and that baby's just latched on, flying around. Legs, legs up, legs in. (laughs) Totally, (laughs) it's only attached by its mouth. Uh, that'd be like that'd be like uh, I'm going to breastfeed on a roller coaster, and if right. you don't like, well, fine. And the, the baby's legs are in the air. I mean, well, hell yeah. I mean, there's got to be a time and a place, doesn't there? I mean, you've got yeah. you've already got the right. Why don't you just do better with with your timing? Are you telling me you couldn't have slapped the titty in his mouth right. before you got in the lazy river instead of getting that bacteria all right. up in there, which yeah. I don't think is a good idea for I don't either 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 the baby or the the other lazy Clean river rider. Nip. Anyways, uh, that's where that's at. Um, I Chihuahua. Yeah. I inconsiderate. Dick I, I feel like there's a rule in place for a reason on the lazy river, and, and instead of just being a drama queen for the internet, which most people do, I say, uh, I say, calm down. Mm-hmm. There, uh, Karen. All right. So let's put that one to bed. Got my blood pressure way up on that one. Oh, I think about all the breastfeeding ladies. I know. Clogging up the lazy river. Nice, big, veiny. Chlorine tit. Thank oh. you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're not even, and then we haven't even mentioned some little jack wagon on an inner tube splashing water. You know, on the right. baby. That then she's gonna. That, so as soon as some kids come by in the lazy river kicking up water, she's gonna bitch about that too because yeah. she's trying to breastfeed in the lazy river. Uh-huh. So now, now, now everybody's got to get out so mom can put the baby on the tit. I feel like I already know this woman. Absolutely, a hundred. Because we all know one of them. Yep. We thought uploading to the cloud oh. was something completely different. The JJO Morning Show podcast. <laughs> Johnny and D, JJO. Uh, world records. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, some of these are pretty great. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so here we go. Northern Ireland musician attempted to recapture a Guinness World Record by playing the drums for more than 150 hours. That's impressive. It's pretty cool. But but uh, can you just, is this, wait, wait. <clears throat> is that playing the drums? It looks like, no. Or do you have to play the drums? Um, I think he's just playing it, playing it. That's kind of cool. Because it looks here like he's playing hardcore. His name is Alistair Brown, which is a pretty cool name. It's a good name. 45 years old, started his attempt at the record for longest drumming marathon by an individual on July 16th. And he completed his project uh, Saturday after surpassing his goal of 150 hours. Brown who has held the record twice in the past, was attempting to beat the current record of 134 and 5 minute, which was set by Canadian Steve Gall in 2015. 
Brown dedicated his record to his partner, Sharon Deegan, who died from pancreatic cancer in January 2021. The attempted uh, raised money for a Northern Ireland charity dedicated to pancreatic cancer awareness and mind, uh, which is a mental health charity. Aren't you guilting me into a stupid world record? Pretty cool. You know who you know who should break that record is uh, Shane Hawkins. Because he's young and he could probably sit there for mm-hmm. 500 hours and mm-hmm. bang away with his wild hair. Just bang away. An Ontario Canada couple ate spicy peppers and then kissed for more than 15 minutes to break the Guinness World Record for longest habanero pepper kiss. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Never heard of such a thing. Right? Okay. Uh, Mike and Jamie Jack ate a habanero pepper each and then had to start kissing within 30 seconds to comply with the Guinness World Record rules. Oh, man, those lips. You just want to so hot. dump some milk on it. And then, like, think about it. When you, when you eat spicy food and your nose runs and stuff. Yeah. So they're just snotting all over each yeah, other, lip locked. Some people are kind of uh, hot pepper resistant, so you just wonder if they're, yeah. if they're just really good. They held their kiss for 15 minutes, 6.5 seconds. I think it'd be cool if they vomited in each other's mouth because of the hot pepper problem. That is a, I think you got to find that porn on the dark (laughs) web, dude. (laughs) Or uh, Lance's phone, I guess. I guess I could go there. The couple set their goal at 15 minutes because they're going to be celebrating their 15th anniversary. That is a pretty, pretty, pretty special there. Doesn't that just... My name is Habanero. Johnny Habanero. We're foreigner heavy today, dude. Gotta take a little time. Gotta take a little time. Frickin' Lou, man. A little time to think things over. Lou Graham alive? I, nice? I, I feel like I ask every time we play a foreigner clip. Is Lou Graham still alive? No. No, he's got brain problems. Don't we all? <laughs> he's got worse brain problems. Bring it down. He didn't like the fact that uh, Foreigner was touring without more original members. He actually spoke out about that. Yeah. He's like, you can't call yourselves Foreigner. There's nobody left. Be five in her. So stupid. Well, I think Mick Jones was playing guitar, and then I think he bailed. Yeah. Right? Or is this their goodbye tour? This might be the one where Mick bails, and then they shut it down. But I don't know. Yeah, Lou Graham didn't like that. I didn't blame him. No. I get it. Might as well hire a YouTube karaoke singer and go on tour. Oof, anyway, uh, the hubby, I guess he has several world records for eating spicy peppers. Uh, Jamie Jack said she practiced for the record by eating a habanero every day for a month. Her butthole will never forgive her. <laughs> the couple said practice is extremely important uh, for setting the record. Make sure you can handle the heat of the peppers before attempting a record like this. What would that sound like? You don't want to throw up into someone else's mouth. What would that sound Directly like? a quote. What? We're never gonna forgive you. That's the butthole talking. Play, play. Stop eating before the ropes. Well, never gonna forgive you. I would thought your butthole would be a little floppier. <laughs> and then it sounds well. Maybe my butthole has a great voice. 
Hey, could you cool it with the habanero? <laughs> Things are getting a little extra spicy down here. Hey, everybody. That, that sounds about right. Man, that's a good sounding butthole. <laughs> you know, okay, I have one more. Yes. Uh, da, 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 da. This is in Iowa. An Iowa man with more than 250 Guinness World Records to his name. Oh, here we go. This, we know this guy. This guy's a David Rush. crazy man. Attempted to recapture one of his previous titles by balancing a t- guitar on his forehead for one hour, 46 minutes, and 34 seconds. That's pretty good. David Rush originally held the record for longest duration balancing guitar on the forehead in 2017 when he kept the musical instrument in place for more than 10 minutes. He then recaptured the record in 2021 with a time of one hour, 24 minutes. Jeez. The record was broken in August 2021 by Christian Roberto Lopez Rodriguez who balanced his guitar for one hour, 38 minutes, and 14 seconds. Russia's latest attempt ended in being submitted to be uh, the Guinness World Records for official recognition, so we're just waiting on it. Yeah, a little gimmicky, but I guess, I mean, I don't know. Some He's of these... the guy who tries to break all the records. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, but I, I mean, have you ever tried balancing anything in your head? Oh, yeah. Have... Not on my forehead, though. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like stuff to balance on my head? Yeah. All kinds of stuff. Books, and I tried to do well, like- Well, a book a, is different. A low, low center of gravity. Try to do a bucket? No. Have you have you ever tried a guitar? No. Okay, because you can't do it. Have you tried a guitar? No, because I can't do it. Yeah. No. Um. If it's an electric guitar, that little thing on the bottom, there's like that little- I'd rather have, him, uh, have a guitar on his head while he's solving a Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm. And walking on a tightrope. It was an acoustic guitar, and he had it balanced <laughs> from. So, the body of the guitar is actually up. He's balancing the end of the neck oh. on his forehead. Okay, which is not how I would think it would be done. Right? You'd think it'd be you'd want it bottom heavy. Yeah, you'd think you'd want it the other way around. Yeah, that looks even harder, actually. Right. I'm more all that impressed. mass, all that mass up there. That's pretty good. All right, well. Uh, okay, I like it. I'm going to let that, I'm going to approve of that one, dude. I like yep. it. Dumbing down your smartphone. One podcast at a time. Listen, rate, and subscribe to the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. Love G? <laughs> no. Too, too, too early. <laughs> What up, dude? Um. All right. Are you, you're a fan of mustard? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I dude, like, I love mustard. I like stone ground mustard. I like them all. Like a subgenre of mustard. Yeah. I have a horseradish mustard. Oh, now you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Any, I don't think I've had one of those. So good. Ooh. Okay. Who, 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 what brand is that? I don't know. I think I got it in a mustard trial pack. Nice. Lucky. Seemed like like a three fur. Lucky you. Yeah, dude. I I don't have around with mustard. Mustard-flavored Skittles are here! Ooh. Thank you, Kevin. They partnered with French's for a National Mustard Day next week. Probably won't get to try them because they're not selling them in stores. They're a limited edition thing, and you have to win them because nothing is right these days. Take a pass on that one. French's.com slash Mustard Skittles. I totally would have tried the mustard ice cream when it was out. Um, they are giving out samples in three different cities. So, who wants to drive to Atlanta with me for some Skittles on Monday? <laughs> I don't even like driving a Bonona tire with you. I don't think I can make it to Atlanta. 
Shout out to West Ham Nona Tire. Mustard Skittles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to go to Frenches.com slash Mustard Skittles. My taste buds are confused right now. I'm trying to work it out. <laughs> They're pretty cute. Ugh. Mustard Skittles. I don't know. Let me see. I want to sign up. Is, uh, is French... Is French's mustard is that that's is that the most popular mustard brand? It's kind of like oh, it's got it. You be. got twenty kids, you you buy French's, right? You buy a tub. Uh, yeah, that's, that's not gourmet, is it? No. Or is that like the hunt? Yeah, original hunt? French's. Okay, I, I was just saying yellow or otherwise. French's okay. version is made with top ground mustard seed. Bye the mustard. I need to go to the Mustard Museum. I ain't never been. No, it's like, I guess my question is, is, is French is like the, the Hunt's version of ketchup or the Heinz version of ketchup? It's Heinz. It is. The, it's the mustard. It's, yeah. I don't I don't think we have any mustard in the house. But I love mustard. God, you're a dumb bitch. <laughs> well, that wasn't nice. I mean, I'll go get some today if it makes you happy. I mean, I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. I got mustard. La, 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 la. There is a dill pickle mustard that's out there. Uh, I think it's Walmart brand, if I remember. Yeah, the that. the only thing though I put mustard on is like pretzels and uh, and uh, hot dogs. I don't put it on hamburgers you know? ever, ever. No. Weird. Ever. I've used mustard as straight up salad dressing before for oh, my salad. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, I I can see that for a little drizzle flavor. Sure. Hell yeah. Yeah. But no, um, it just works to me on on a hot dog better, or a brat. I, yeah, Sour, I like it on all things. Sauerkraut, but I love relish and mustard. Relish and uh, mustard go together better to me on a hot dog than ketchup and relish. It's well, weird. they sell the mustarded relish. It's pre-mustarded. I didn't even, dude. My mustard game sucks. The mustard game does suck. It's nope. okay. I can show you the way. I gotta get in there. Bring you into the mustard fam. I gotta get in yeah, there. That's cool. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's a thing. You can sign yeah. up to win them. If you win them, please share them with me. We have the, I think we have the Golden's uh, Spicy Stone Ground. Oh, yeah, dude, that's which, good. Which is good. Yeah, that, that we usually keep in the house. I like that one a lot. I like Dijon. Dijon. I, I have not really, the only mustard I've ever had that I did not care for, I got an aioli mustard, and it just was not what I wanted it to be. Okay, too oily, too thin? What it was, was it? too... It was too aioli and yeah, not right. enough mustard forward. Yep, yep, I can see that happening. And then I was like, well, maybe I could probably just make my own. A little bit of aioli goes a long way. Yeah. How do you say it? Aioli. <laughs> like paoli. <laughs> Is aioli the official condiment of paoli? It better be. We, we ought to make that a thing. Yeah. Why is somebody in paoli not making aioli, paoli, a- aioli? Right. As like the world capital of Aola. Who's ever out there, you can take our idea and run with it. Yeah, you got it's got to be a, there's got to be a little artsy fartsy shop one out of business. We can open up the Aola capital of the world. Yeah. Psh, opening it. Please. Doing it. Please. Doing it. Yeah, those, uh, well, go ahead. That's Continue it. on with your examination of mustard. I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to overwhelm people. <laughs> Because I understand it might not be natural. I have an unhealthy obsession with mustard. It is weird. I have not been at the Mustard Museum in uh, Middleton. That is really weird. I haven't been up there. Yeah. I don't know why. I just forget it's there. So I'll give it a plug. Isn't it in Mount Horeb now? No, it's in Middleton. Oh. 
Jeez, dude. I forget. How am I supposed to keep track of everything? They have so much going on. It's unbelievable. You can subscribe to the Proper Mustard Newsletter. And there's what's-his-name, still crazy as ever. Uh, oh, yeah. What's-his-name? Mustard on fries. Yeah, that's no, good. never, yeah. ever. Dude, I will high-five you, Russell. Uh, the Mustard Museum been nominated for awards, and the best of awards are voted by, what are they? A specialty gift shop and museum. All right. Mustard Skittles on a really good brat. That's a good idea. We should call, uh, who's the guy that runs the Mustard Museum? Why am I forgetting his name? I don't know him. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's a maniac. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he I is mean, a he, great guy. I mean, he's a freaking maniac. Holy. Barry Levinson. Holy aioli. Yeah. Barry Levinson. <laughs> <laughs> According to Barry Levinson, founder and curator, uh, you can blame it all on the Boston Red Sox in the wee hours of October 28, 1986. After his team lost the World Series, Barry was wandering all the all-night supermarket looking for the meaning of life. As he passed the mustards, he heard a voice. If you collect us, he will come. It's amazing. Yeah, it might not be a true story, but it's a good story. Right. It's fine. I always forget he was the assistant attorney general for the state of Wisconsin. Opened up his museum. Great guy. But, yeah, he's got a lot of energy. You have to be careful around him. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Why? Yeah, if you know Barry, you know what I'm talking uh, about. He's just he gets very excited about mustard, and it seems unnatural. You're, you're, you're like this guy's gonna, this guy, this guy's kind of dangerous. Is Barry my dad? Is Barry your father? Yeah. Does your father act like that? No. Is your father like mustard? No, but I do. Oh, oh, you think Barry is your 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 biological father because of your mustard connection? That, yeah, that. And Let me see. It's either him or the Schwans, man. I don't know. You guys. It's kind of have the same hairline. It's nice. It could be something. Mm. You make the same faces. You make the same dumb face. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, is there a better shirt ever than poop on you? I mean, tell me a better shirt. <laughs> I mean, Barry just freaking living the dream in Middleton. <laughs> I got. Why am I not been up to the new? I am embarrassed. God, I am embarrassed. You should probably do I'm it. sorry, Barry. Barry, this is a public apology. I apologize. Barry, I miss uh, you. National Mustard Day is coming up Saturday, August 5th. As we paint the town of Madison yellow. We're going to be in Sturgis, covered in mustard. Oh, that's true. We are. Yeah. Well. I'm going to pour some mustard on them nips. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the interview with Barry ended. <laughs> When we heard a click, and uh, you got to bring your freaking big nipples into it. Oh, uh, the uh, the mustard museum in Middleton is six thousand nine hundred seventy-eight kilometers from Dijon, France. If you were wondering, and uh, yeah, right there it is. Think about that, man. Freaking Middleton, right over there by Capital Brewery. I don't, I don't know. I never. It's by Long Table, but I don't. I don't know why I don't go around the corner there. I always just go into Long Table and get drunk. I figured. It's why. That's uh, why I can't live at the Middleton Station Apartments. I'd be right between Capital Brewery, 
long table in the mustard museum. It would not take long. <laughs> Slow decline my, of one John Danger. My heart would explode. <laughs> the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Catch a new show every Monday through Friday, 6 till 10 a.m. on 941 JJO or streaming anywhere in the JJO app. Johnny and D. Nowhere but JJO.